as courageous people share their stories up on stage here that we pray that everyone would be encouraged to share their story and to share what you've done in our life. In your son's name we pray. Amen. If you all would, uh, would you join me in welcoming Miss Rosemary Colvin up on the platform? I know you got to hold the mic. It's okay. Miss Rosemary Colvin is my grandma-in-law, and if you know Rosemary Colvin. We have just witnessed a miracle in church, right? She, she is up here on stage with me, and um, here's what's cool. I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to get out of the way. I know that the only reason you did it is because you know the Lord told you to, <laughs> and that's what makes you special. So um, with that, tell us, um, tell us about growing up in Louisville. Tell us about um, who, who Rosemary Colvin is. The only age. thing is, is you do have to use what? the you have to use the mic. Okay. It's it's on, but you have to hold oh, it close oh. to your mouth. Okay. You can do it. Okay. Um, at my age, I know you don't want me to go all the way back because we'd be here all day. <laughs> but Blake has assured me I can talk as long as I want, and he'll cut his message short. So now she's lying. <laughs> well. I uh, was born and grew up in Louisville, and uh, I did not come from a Christian family. I wish I had, but my parents were not Christian. And uh, I have a brother, two sisters, and uh, our home was nothing you would see on HGTV, I can tell you that. We, uh, we had two rooms, no bath, and uh, cold water, so it was a very poor beginning. But uh, I've been richly blessed with many things besides money through the years. So uh, as a child, um, since my parents didn't go to church, I had a friend of my younger sister and I who went to a Methodist church nearby. So she asked us to go with her, and we did. And it was a good time in my life just to be in church but I didn't really understand everything. The Methodist Church, I'm sure, is a good church, but I didn't learn anything about salvation. Uh, I felt like we were learning things we had to do, you know, learn, recite things and memorize things that we should be good. So I kind of grew up with the feeling that I had to be good enough, and it was not something that... Uh, what we learn, what I know now is what we should be doing more so, and you know, serving the Lord, but I didn't understand that there. I knew nothing about being saved. But in later years, I did not stay in church, and um, I, am I getting, am I off track? No, you're no, okay. I'm okay. So, okay. So tell us about... Um, so you, you had an experience maybe, maybe that many of us can relate to. At some point, we got introduced to the church, and um, 
kind of the idea was be a good person. Right. And, and so then later in life, um, tell us about what it was like to find out who Jesus really was and to learn about grace. But then also, and I think this is where your story is really interesting, what it was like to wrestle with accepting grace when all you'd been told was be a good person. Well, like I said, I felt like you had to follow rules and do certain things to be good enough, and I still didn't know about salvation. I was in different churches. I had been, as a class of children about 10 years old, we were sprinkled, but I, it still didn't mean anything. It didn't change me. And then uh, in later years, I, uh, I had remarried, and uh, my husband got saved, and the pastor came to visit us, and he, uh, he talked to him about, you know, about salvation and about being baptized, and my second son, Steve, was there, and he was also saved that very day. And I still didn't know if I was saved or not. I was in the church, was always there, and I had different jobs, whatever you know there was to do, but I didn't have what I felt I should feel from really being saved. And that day that Brother Frank Florence was visiting and witnessing to my family, I wanted him to ask me the questions that mm. he was asking them, and I just couldn't make myself say that, and I kept thinking inside, well, ask me if I'm saved, or, mm. you know, I just, so I went on for years, actually, and I was baptized in the Baptist church, because I had only been sprinkled, so, um, but things really didn't change for me as far as peace in my heart and really knowing, and then uh, later in a revival, um, I, I, the message was preached, and I really felt it touched my heart. The Lord spoke to me that night, and that's the first time that I really felt I knew what it was to be saved. Hmm. I, but I just think uh, Brother Florence took for granted that I was saved, hmm. and I just don't think we can assume that about anybody. Hmm. So that's, that's the thing of it. You know, you don't know really because you can be a good person and still not be saved. And that's what, um, that's what I wish someone had made clear to me a long time ago and really made me have that security I needed. Mm. But I know now I'm saved without a doubt. Mm. And um, today was such a special day to see Ashlyn be baptized and know that she is saved. And uh, as I say, the Lord has blessed me in many ways. And, Ashlyn is one of uh, 19 great-grandchildren, and we have a new one coming in April, so I'll have 20 great-grandchildren then. Man, a lot of pressure on that little little feller in Caitlin's <laughs> belly. Yeah. Number 20. Right, right. Feller, that's, right. Not an, that's not an announcement. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl. Just. <laughs> but uh, one thing, my husband loved to go on visitation, and after he was saved, he really, uh, he questioned why he was saved. And then finally one night he was coming home from, he went on lay-led revivals. He was coming home and he said, finally it just seemed the Lord spoke to him and told him that he wanted him to witness and to tell his story 
so others could be saved. And from that time on, he really, he did work hard at that. He really went out and witnessed. But there was one question that is probably the easiest way to witness to anybody. And he asked it, and I know Gary Lynn and Justin would probably remember hearing it at the church we went to in Somerset. And he would always say to the person, uh, would it be all right if I ask you a question? And most everybody would say yes. And he would say, are you lost? He would say, there are two kinds of people in this world. And he said, there's lost and they're saved. And which are you? So you have to fit in one category. You have to be lost or saved. Have to be lost or saved. Have to be lost or saved. You know, I, um, I, I sat in your home this week and heard your story. And I think I, you talk about assuming that you, you know, assuming that someone's a Christian. I assumed that I knew your story. And I'm your grandson-in-law. Um, and, and in our world and our culture, just the power of your story in terms of, man, we assume so much about people, good and bad. And to know that so many people are just waiting to be asked a question or, um, or to, to have that confidence in the Lord. So um, this is off the script, but you've done so well already. What would you say... What would you say to the person? Because it's just a reality, right? There, is, there are people here today that they hear the confidence you have in the Lord, and they don't have that confidence. What would you say to someone who is out there wondering, am I lost or am I saved? Well, talk to someone. I know there's plenty of people here that will talk to them and just tell them how you feel. Hmm. Because, you know, and I know a lot of people think they don't have a, they can't witness, but if you're saved, you know, you, you're a witness. Mm. So, if you're saved, you're a witness. There's, right. there's no gray area there. That's no. good. That's good. Uh, just clarifying. <laughs> um, finish with this. Um, I'm so challenged by your faith and by Dave's faith. Uh, I remember the first time I met you and Dave, uh, I thought I was just coming in to meet the family, and within 10 minutes, Dave had asked me the question, and I'm thinking, listen, man, I'm going into ministry, like, I love your, I love your granddaughter, and I'm like a good guy, like, all the things, and he's like, son, are you lost or are you saved? I'm like, oh, shoot, this is real. So I have so much respect for your guys' um, bold faith and your bold witness. Tell us, um, walk me through, just like you did the other day how the Lord laid upon your heart to, to share the good news with Ashlyn and what that ended up looking like practically. Because I think for so many of us, we know, we know that friends and family members and neighbors aren't able to answer that question and say they're saved, but we don't understand what it looks like to, to go and have that conversation. So share with me, just like you did, the story of how the Lord led you to Ashlyn and, and sharing the good news with her. Well, Ashlyn had been asking questions and talking and she knew that her older sister, Jaden, had been baptized and was saved. And she, she was very interested, and we talked a little bit, but we really hadn't talked enough. You know, we st there was somebody with us all the time. So one day, um, my son and daughter-in-law, and they were all going over to get ice cream. I had not felt real good, and I, I had all kinds of excuses for not going. And I kept thinking, you know, this would be a good time to talk to 
Ashland again, and uh, but I had excuses, and I know I really don't feel like it, but the Lord just kept saying, there may not be another time you really need to go now. So I got ready real quick, and I met him, and then we made plans for Ashland to go for me to take her, and she was in my car. So we had a good conversation, and she accepted the Lord, and it's, it's a blessing that you just can't describe unless you're there, especially if it's great-granddaughter, but, you know, you can feel that way, too, when you see, I've seen a lot of people come to know the Lord, because uh, we did go out a lot, and my husband, that was his biggest pleasure, and so it is a, it's a blessing you just can't believe unless you're there and see somebody be saved, you know, it's, it's great. Well, Rosemary, um, I just want to say thank you. Um, I want to say thank you because, um, how old are you? I just broke all the rules. 83. 83. 83. And at 83, every Thursday morning you're showing up and you're investing in two and three-year-olds as ladies clean our church. You're loving them like Jesus would. I want to say thank you because you're 83 and you're here at Christ Community investing in a generation of people that don't know how to live boldly like you do. And I want to say thank you because... You came from a family that didn't know Jesus. They didn't know Jesus. And your faith and your perseverance to figure out and find him changed you, and it changed your boys, it changed your boys' families, changed my wife. And um, I just want to say thank you for that. And uh, I hope that one day I can um, have some of those same things said about me. And um, you're, insp you're inspiring. You're an inspiration. And uh, I just want to pray with you today. And uh, I want to pray for you, but I also want to pray that your faith would be inspiring to this, your church family, right? You're part of the family. And um, let's pray together. God, thank you for the way that you take people's stories and you change them. You take stories like Rosemary, and she's, she's sitting in a room in a house in the middle of Louisville with no hope. There's, there's no hope there. And you send a little girl, and you, and you invite her to church, and you begin this long process through all the injustices of introducing her to Jesus. And God, I just want to say thank you for Rosemary's faith. I want to say thank you for um, how you have drawn her to yourself and used her in great ways to change generations. And so, God, I pray that you would be a blessing uh, in her life today. I pray that you would continue to just remind her of the many blessings that you've given to her already. And, God, I pray that um, her faith would be an inspiration to each of us. God, for those in the audience, for those of us here today, right, we're, we're all here together engaging. For those of us who are wrestling with that question, am I lost or am I saved? God, pierce their hearts. Pierce their hearts with the gospel today. Allow them to hear the good news of Jesus, that they don't have to do anything to earn their salvation, but they have to simply trust you and accept you. God, we pray that, that the faith of Rosemary would inspire us to believe you and trust you for more, to seek you out and find you in each day of our life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Miss Rosemary, thank you. Thank you.